So like in prepping for this week's episode, um, I kind of got flashed back to the late 80s around that time frame. Just kind of, I don't know, sometimes, I don't know if it's just me or if other people feel this way too, but sometimes you have something that happens or, you know, something kind of takes you back to a certain point in time in your life and you just kind of sit back and just go, yeah, I remember that, and oh, yeah, that was kind of fun, and oh, yeah, we did that too. And damn lucky we didn't get caught doing that. So um, take that however you want to. <laughs> it goes both ways. So, um, so this one was kind of nostalgic. So um, let's go ahead and jump right in into it. So, uh, Ryan, if you would not mind, my friend, let's roll that wonderful bean footage. The Not Safe for Public Consumption podcast was taped before a live studio audience. It is rated TVMLAV13. It contains situations of extreme dialogue, adult content, and if you have to ask your parents if you need to listen to this or not, you really probably ought to move out of their basement, quit that job at the grocery store bagging groceries, and become somewhat of a productive member of life. It's just no way to go through life, son. <laughs> Canine cologne. Oh, no more Yankee, my Winky. The donga need food. <laughs> Hell, he's, he's three sheets to the wind. <laughs> he's drunk as a scum. Oh, why don't you shut up, Fred? Shut up, dude. Dong. Dong. Dong, Grandpa is talking to you. Dong. Anybody got a beer? Good afternoon, evening, or morning, ladies and gentlemen, depending on your geographical location. We are back after our technical difficulties. <laughs> this is your intrepid host, D, coming to you from Stately Wayne Manor on a beautiful, beautiful day. The sun's out, the birds are singing, it's a warm breeze blowing from the south, had some music on earlier on, so it's been a pretty damn good day so far. Hope it is for you as well. So, um, welcome to another scintillating, salacious, scrumptious episode of Not Safe for Public Consumption. Um, I didn't want to do this week's episode. I'm just going to tell you that right now. I'll get into more of that in a minute. But anyway, again, uh, sorry I missed you guys last week. Uh, the uh, back computer had itself a little bit of a problem. Um, I currently tape these on one of those Surface tablets, so mine's not exactly uh, current 
technology. It's a few years old, but it does the job. You know, I'm not a big, huge online presence, and my phone does most of what I need it to do. So it's just nice to have this around to tape episodes like this, or if I'm out and about and want to do some writing, um, I can fire this up. So it's a, a, a decent little piece of tech, but when it decides that it doesn't want to work, man, it's like a woman scorned. So I don't know what happened to it. It wouldn't turn on. So finally, after uh, using a little bit of uh, bat prowess, if you will, um, got it fired back up and updated. So we seem to be going good now. So fingers crossed we make it through this whole episode. Speaking of which is, and again, I said earlier on, I didn't want to do this episode because Far too many people do shit like this, and I just, sometimes it grinds me, sometimes it's respectful, but obviously uh, everyone knows with passing we lost the Purple One Prince. Uh, I've had my uh, run-ins <laughs> with the man himself or his people, if you will, but all that goes aside today, folks. Um, again, you know, uh, death is not a, uh, a matter, and again, we lost uh, a soul on this earth. Uh, to whatever um, afterlife he chose to uh, subscribe to. So that is never uh, a manner of uh, joking or being upset. So I just look back at my times and my struggles, and it is one hell of a story to tell people. So, uh, again, I'm just going to leave that at that. But, again, I didn't want to do this episode because... Again, far too many people. Oh, I loved him so much. He was such an inspiration. Now, bitch, please. Why you? I've known you for the past five years. You ain't played one damn Prince song or said anything about how you did something that you were inspired by by this. Just showing up and say you like the guy's music and it sucks that he's passed away. Just leave it at that. And that's where I'm going with this, too. Um, I'm not saying that Prince was a huge influence on my life. Um, love the man's music. I love the man's creativity. Um, obviously, he was creative enough to have other, uh, you know, uh, famous musicians. I seems famous, just musicians in general. Um, and I know a lot of people have seen this, but I didn't even see this quote until this whole thing happened. You know, someone asked uh, Eric Clapton who the greatest guitarist is, and he says, I don't know, go ask Prince. So to me, that's pretty high praise from someone who I, again, uh, Clapton, I take as a, a guitar god, if you will. So we have a chance to uh, watch any of his Crossroad Blues uh, concerts, Eric Clapton's. Oh, they're fan-freaking-tastic. But that's another time. So what I'd like to do today is I'd like to go uh, and play four songs. Now, all of these are available on YouTube. I did check it out. You don't have to pay anything. They have not been removed as of this recording. So you may have to just type in a few things. And I'll, I'll let you know what I typed in so you can do the same as well if you want to watch it for a later day. Um, and it also helps out producer Ryan back at the studio <laughs> to insert these songs. Um, but the first one, I think this is what maybe brought him. Well, pardon that. Don't know why someone's outside honking their horn, but. Thanks for ruining the fucking podcast. So anyway, so I think this is what kind of put him back in the forefront of, I mean, he never really went anywhere, but obviously, you know, when he changed his name to the squiggle and that, you know, kind of, all right, you kind of went a little bit left there, pal, and started locking down his music and not letting people stream it, YouTube it, and things like that. You know, people were just kind of like, all right, fuck you, bye. But when he did this performance, I think that kind of, put him again back at the forefront of people's minds of not only is he a musical talent, but 
damn, he could play like a some bitch. So what we're going to listen to is the actual Super Bowl um, performance that Prince did. I do believe it was in Miami at during the Bears game. I think when it was raining like a some bitch. Um, another quote that I heard from this is the guy, I guess, who produced the show, you know, said, you know, hey, Prince, you know, are you okay with going out on the raid? And he asked the Prince looked at the guy and said, I want more rain. So that just kind of goes to show you he was all about the performance and making sure that the audience had a dynamite knockout time. So, um, again, I was kind of blown away because I was just like, oh, great, it's the squiggle dude. And then when you actually, like, saw and listened to what he was playing, it was like, Holy shit, this dude still has it. I mean, from the 80s, yeah, you knew he had it. You knew, as from watching the video and his performances, but, you know, with time goes on, sometimes a, a step is lost, but not with this one. So I'm going to shut up. This is going to be a little bit longer episode, I think, than most. So just kind of strap in and prepare yourself and sit down for the wild ride that is the purple one, Prince. So let's go ahead and listen to his Super Bowl performance. So, and we will come back right after that. The morning of the game, I opened the curtains in my hotel room and I was like, oh my God, it was like a scene from Moby Dick. It was like the winds were blowing the palm trees and the rain was one of those Miami rainstorms that just would not relent. We're in this truck sitting behind Don Misher and I remember Don said, um, put me on the phone with Prince. Don says, now, I want you to know it's raining. And Prince is like, yes, it's raining. And are you okay? And Prince is like, can you make it rain harder? And I was like, right on. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to get through this thing called life. Oh, no, let's go. We were told in 40 years it's never rained in a Super Bowl, don't worry about it. <laughs> so that went well. We were up in a booth at the top of the stadium, and the rain is pouring into the booth. It was so windy and rainy, we couldn't even see. I was just panicked. Prince was using four separate live electric guitars. The stage was made out of a very slick tile, which when it got wet was even more slippery. He had two beautiful dancers with him, the twins, okay? They were wearing, I think, eight-inch heels. And I was just saying, oh my God, what's going to happen now? Yeah. 
tower Prince has kept a view While the women came and went Barefoot circles too that Prince set is so wild. He does other people's songs. He's not promoting himself. He's just making music. It's profound and it's loud and it's funky and it's just one performer uh, shaking the entire world. It felt surprising, it felt spontaneous. Whatever script you might have had in your head for, okay, here's what he's gonna do, he didn't do that. Musically, it felt very loose. He played big, epic Prince-style guitar solos. You know, turning the bad weather to his dramatic advantage, it was almost like a special effect. He could totally lean into that and make it seem like, sure, it's raining, of course, I would have wanted it to rain. Like, I ordered that. By the time we got to the end of the set, when he did do Purple Rain, that was one of those times where things just worked magically, and there's nothing you can do but just say thank you. I never meant to cause you Never meant to cause you any pain. I didn't want to one time see you laughing, babe. Only want to see you, see you laughing, yeah, in the purple rain, purple To me, it's about one guy in the middle of 100,000 people and 100 million people on television. And it's your moment to be Prince at the Super Bowl. And Mother Nature is dropping thousands and thousands of gallons of rain. I always thought how cool the guy is to rise up and just get stormed upon and just bring what he brought. That was so special.
All right, ladies and gents, I hope that tickled your ear holes. I know it did mine. I ain't going to lie. I think I was uh, kind of bopping around Wayne Manor here a little bit doing the air guitar. So um, if there ever comes a point in time to where I'm so big I have to do a video podcast, um, that's some of the fun or not so fun stuff you may see. All right, but moving on. Um, the next one is a song that... Um, you know, when I first heard it, it was a little bit of a departure from what I was used to listening to Prince. You know, beforehand, we always got, you know, like the Purple Rain, When Doves Cry. You know, so, you you know, it was the little dude jumping and hopping around, the searing guitar licks, you know, and just, you know, the, the whole vibe of everything. Even 1999 had a little bit of an attitude to it. So when this song first came out, to me, it was kind of a new side that I had never really heard from, like, a person like him before, so. Um, it's Raspberry Beret. Um, I recommend when you type in um, on YouTube uh, Prince. I found it under a Prince mix, and it was Raspberry um, Raspberry Beret new mix. And basically, it wasn't a video. Um, it was just uh, uh, someone putting a record on and it playing in the background. And it was a different mix than what was originally released. So, um, again, I really dug it. It's one of my favorite songs to this day. And, again, I think it's because you had a departure from what a person was primarily known for. That it really, and it, and it resonated. I mean, it fit the artist. Because, again, sometimes, too, you have to where um, an artist does something that's so left field that you're like, yeah. Yeah, it just really doesn't kind of fit. Like, you know, someone going by Doug for their whole life, but then all of a sudden decided he wanted to change his name to Dave. And it's like, dude, you're a Doug, not a Dave. So that kind of stayed the course. And it was like, yeah, this fits for the artist itself. So go ahead and uh, have your ear holes uh, tickled, uh, tantalized, and titillated. Woohoo! We're going for that PG-13, folks. Um, and listen to Raspberry Beret. And again, under YouTube, it's New Mix. And it's not a video, it's just the album itself. So, give a listen.
All right, folks, I dug that one a lot. I ain't going to lie. I was kind of singing along with it here in the, uh, in Wayne Manor. So um, I'm pretty sure uh, the neighbors of Wayne Manor here are <laughs> taking a turn of, what the hell am I living next to? Um, third song, there are going to be four total. Third song here um, is one that I really kind of dug. And again, it kind of goes in the same vein as Raspberry Beret, but it wasn't such a departure of... Um, uh, the style, if you want to call it that, in my eyes. Um, the song's Pop Life. Um, now, when I first heard it, I, I would have, honestly, from the very beginning, I was kind of like, oh, I wonder who this is. And then you get the prints, and it's like, oh. And so it's a kind of a cool tap, you know, foot. Um, in my case, you know, drive with the, you know, windows down, you know, and this thing kind of cranked on the stereo pretty loud. So um, take a listen to this. Uh, again, it's not everybody's cup of tea, but it's my cup of tea. And so since it's my podcast, we go and drink my tea. So <laughs> listen to Pop Life by Prince.
All right, folks. Final and last song. We're running a little bit long on this podcast, so I apologize if you were just in for like a quick snack, but it turned into a little bit of an extended lunch. So um, hope your bosses aren't too pissed off by listening to this. Um, but the last one, and this is where my feels come in and what kind of took me back. Um, back in 1989, <laughs> there was a phenomenon going on, and it was the Summer of the Bat, folks. Yes, Batman with Michael Keaton and Jack Nicholson. Um, and those that know me know very well that I was bit by the bat pretty damn hard that summer. Had my Batman Converse, I had the toys, I had the t-shirts, I had the books, I have, actually still have all of the actual bubblegum cards, the entire set. Um, all of one and a big chunk of the second set. So, found them the other day and kind of blew the dust off the case and smiled internally. But actually, um, how this one kind of came back to the forefront is uh, I was sitting at the pub the other day, and uh, one of the patrons that was in there talking, we were talking about Prince and that, and Purple Rain was up on the TV, which I hadn't seen in its full entirety for God knows how long. But then he was like, hey, remember when he was uh, the Joker and he tried to do dance moves like Michael Jackson? And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? And he's like, that song for the Batman. And I was like, Bat Dance? And he's like, no, the other one. And I was like, oh, shit, Party Man. I remember that. Like in the movie, it's uh, where the Joker comes into the art museum and they start, you know, tearing it up. And he kidnaps Vicky Vale It has a dinner. And then that's when Batman comes in. And the iconic line, you know, where does he get those wonderful toys? So, um the video itself, again, I hadn't seen in a long time, probably since 1989, 1990. Um, so that kind of took me on a little nostalgic. And again, I, I highly recommend that, you know, once you're done working or at your home or whatever else, pop on that YouTube and just type in Party Man Prince. Um, <laughs> it's a 90s video. But again, it kind of speaks to the time and what was going on that summer. And again, that's what kind of took me back to memory lane. Like right about now, if I transported myself back to 1989, I was very much geared up and anticipating this movie. The commercials, the trailers, everything was just screaming, I'm going to be here opening day. And by the end of that summer, I had seen the movie, I think, 22, 23 times. Um, which again was crazy in hours, but what helped is we had it at our local discount movie theater. So I got to see it for like a buck 50. So it wasn't too, uh, financially taxing <laughs> on me at the time or much other more important things to buy like, uh, Batman shoes, Batman socks, and don't forget the Batman cereal, which I think I still had the toy that came with it up until recently. So, and someone actually did have the actual, a box of Batman cereal. So, again, you know, every so often you get nostalgic, and I look across the table here, and I have a mug with the Batman logo from it from 89, so it's still in the forefront of my psyche. So, But enough rambling here. Go ahead and listen to The Party Man by Prince Lawrence. <laughs> All hail to the new king. Party man. Party man.
your child. <laughs> All right, folks, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I know I did very much. Again, kind of took me through a little twisted path from the middle 80s all the way to present day. So hope you enjoyed it. And again, whatever time, you know, regardless of your thoughts of the person or the music or the style, you know, just kind of raise your drinking vessel up, you know, and uh, remembrance and, and, you know, in mourning, I should even say mourning because mourning's not a, a good word. So, just in remembrance of what the person was. And again, he was a musician and he was a creative talent. And again, our world's a little bit lighter, even more so now with everyone we've lost in 2016 than before. So, so raise it up, dance around the house. Um, I highly recommend not crawling on the floor like when doves cry because that may just get weird looks from your family or your neighbors. Not going to say that I've done that. Yeah. So anyway, folks, hope this reaches you well. We will be back again next week with another episode, hopefully a more positive, not so much, uh, hey, we lost somebody else. So uh, maybe if anything else, my eternal hate for the remake of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle franchise. Yeah, that sounds good. So anyway, folks, hope this reaches you well. And as always, and I was like, what? Like in case the fucking world goes up, we'll have entertainment? She's just like, that's just, just the way Prince is. And so I'm like, so all this time we're working on it? Like, nobody may have ever seen it? And she's like, I, I don't know. Can't guarantee it. I'm like, good Lord. So she's not there. Day's over. I say goodbye to this other girl who's there. And she's like, do you want to say goodbye to Prince? And I'm like, you know what? He's busy. I'm going to bother him. I'm going to take off. Goodbye. So I'm heading out to the car with the wife. And the wife's like, you really should have said goodbye. And I was like, you think so? She's like, yeah. I mean, you know, you were there all week and shit. And he'd probably want to say goodbye to you. And I was like, you're right. I'll go back in. So I go back in, and I'm like, uh, you know what, I should say goodbye to Prince before I go. Is he around? She's like, hold on, I'll try to find him. And he's all, she goes away, and I'm standing out in the hallway, and then she comes back out, and she's like, he's in there working on some music. And I was like, end? And she was like, well, he's just in there working on some music right now. I was like, so I, I should go? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, all right. Tell my, I said goodbye, I guess. So I'm walking out to the car, and I'm like... I can't fucking believe it. I, I spent a week here shooting a documentary for which I wasn't paid, for which I had real no, really no passion for. It was not my story. And the dude never even like said thank you. Never once said like, hey, thanks for taking the time out. That's a big thing with me. Like I'll do anything as long as somebody says, hey, thanks. Like I just, gratitude's a big part of my life. So it was so weird spending all that time. Dude didn't have like two seconds to be like, you know, night tubby or anything like that. <laughs> Or just like, I knew there was no film in that camera. Nothing. Didn't say anything. Just, that was it. And never once said thank you. And I was so fucking cheesed, man. I was just like, God damn, this is how, this is why fans turn on people. Like, they love somebody, and somebody kind of, you know, does something that disappoints them, and they fucking turn on them. But this is one instance where I felt like it was valid. I'm like, holy shit, the dude didn't say fucking thank you. All he had to do was say, like, hey, man, thanks. See you around. But that would have been fine. But the thing that really fucking pissed me off the most... Is I'm out there a whole week, not once the guy ever once play fucking bat dance. You've been listening to the D2R Podcast Network, brought to you by Dream to Reality Entertainment. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the D2R Podcast Network on iTunes. Give us a rating and leave us a comment. We'd really appreciate it. Your word of mouth is our only advertising, so please do us a solid. 
Share us with everyone you know. Thanks for listening.